It's time for the Spice It Up segment on Real World Gardener. On the line, I've got herb and spice expert Ian Hempel from Herbis Spices. How are you today, Ian? Very well, thank you, Marion. Lovely to talk to you again. And it is wonderful to have you back on the show. It's been a little bit of a break. Now we're <laughs> going to go for an Indian cooking class. So. Yes. Well, our longtime friend and very well-known chef, Christine Manfield, who has had a few restaurants and has written a number of books, has come out with a new book that she's called Indian Cooking Class. And I think one of the things that's so good about this, Chris uh, was many, many years ago uh, a school teacher, and she explains everything so well. And I think that calling this book Indian Cooking Class was a, a bit of a stroke of brilliance because it really is like a cooking class. And there are even some recipes where she takes you through everything step by step with a picture. So for people who might feel a little bit daunted about Indian cooking and think that it's very involved, would actually find this very useful. The other thing is that we've found from experience, all of Chrissy's recipes work. She's very thorough and they work for the home cook. I've often found with chef's books, they're okay if you've got an army of apprentices out in the kitchen washing and peeling and scraping and pounding, <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily work at the home kitchen. So uh, that's where I think Christine uh, re really comes to the fore. So as well as the book, we thought it would be good to put together a little spice kit that we've just called Christine Manfield's Indian Cooking Class Spice Kit to include some of the spices that he used and some of the ones that people are often not so familiar with. And some of these we have talked about in the past on Real World Gardener, um, such as Ajwan seed, Asafoetida, um, Methi, which is the other name for fenugreek leaves, Kokum, which is the South Indian one often referred to as fish tamarind, and, of course, Panchphora and Saffron. But a couple of ones that are very interesting in, in this are Chaat Masala, and gunpowder spice blend. So a lot of people would say, well, what exactly is chaat masala? Chaat masala is a blend that we have also included in the Indian cooking class spice kit because it is used quite a lot in Indian cooking. And what makes it very different to a lot of other spice blends is that it starts off with a spice that we would all expect to have, and that is cumin, and you can call it cumin if you like, but we'll have that debate later. Um, and it has in it black salt. Now, black salt is not to be confused with the Himalayan black salt, which is a volcanic salt. This particular black salt is a mined salt, so it's taken from salt deposits. And when it is in its large chunks, the pieces are actually almost black. They're almost more of a dark purple colour. And when it's ground up to a powder, it's pink. Now, the interesting thing about this salt, when you first smell it, it does almost seem a little bit odd. It's got a bit of a sulphurous smell. And you think, oh, gee, you know, I don't know whether I'd really like that. But funnily enough, the black salt with the other ingredients, which include fennel seed, we all know fennel seed's lovely and rounded and a beautiful, uh, agreeable flavour. It has amateur powder, which is uh, actually green mango powder, and it has garam masala in it. And a traditional garam masala is generally made with fennel, caraway, cinnamon, cardamom, cloves and pepper. 
And this also has in it that other spice that people often found a bit daunting when they first come across it, and that is asafoetida or hing. And that's the one with the very strong, almost garlicky type smell. And then there's a small amount of chilli. Now, I find with chaat masala, I tend to use that in most Indian recipes that I make that actually call for salt, whether it's a curry, um, uh, any of those Indian dishes, you will find that the um, uh, chaat masala will work beautifully. And interestingly, when you're in India, they will offer you that lovely yogurt drink called lassi. Now, you can have lassi if you like. You can have what they call a plain lassi. Very common, they will, they will offer you plain or mango. And if you have a plain lassi, very often what they will do is sprinkle a little bit of chaat masala on the top of the, uh, of the lassi. And it's quite interesting, this combination of the yogurt and this sort of savoury flavour profile and the interesting sort of black salt and asafoetida notes that are in there. And it just all goes so beautifully with the Indian food that you're eating. It's, it's quite amazing. Yes, that's true. Yeah. It's uh, chaat masala is like you can actually make it yourself, but Dan makes the whole recipe really complicated, and it's easier to just buy it as as you would say mixed spice or mm. something like that. It's already yeah. really made up for you. Well, that's right. Uh, the blends are often you know convenient, and in some cases, it's nice to make your own blends. And uh, you know, of course, in my books, I've told people how they can make their own blends. But often, for convenience, if you buy a nice good blend with no artificial ingredients in it, then it's very easy to use. I'm just wondering about asafoetida because, after all, it, it's supposed to be a bit stinky, but as a spice, <laughs> is it? Is it? It's not that stinky, is it? Oh, it's pretty strong. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, well, look, it's actually had a bad press, and I think a lot of that is because people will just smell it on its own, and you know, it's been given the nickname of devil's dung. Um, and uh, people refer to it as having a terrible stink and all that sort of thing. But just to, just to remember back to what it was like when a lot of us were started to be first exposed to garlic in the 1950s, and a lot of us would think, oh, gee, garlic, oh, that's terribly strong. Um, so a lot of it is a matter of not only what you're used to, but the other thing is what that particular flavour profile will complement. So, yes, asafoetida is very strong. Uh, it does need to be kept in a well-sealed container. Otherwise, you will find other things in your pantry may also have a smell of asafoetida. So, yeah, it, it is definitely a strong flavour. But then we use lots of strong flavours in cooking. Think of fish sauce, how strong that is. Think of the Asian dried fish uh, block that they call Bombay duck, which is just incredibly strong. But all these things, when a little bit is used in balance with other flavours, it what what's bring sort of life to the particular dish. Now, I was just wondering, is asafoetida actually a plant? It is actually a resinous gum that is harvested from a plant, which is a type of uh, giant fennel. So the botanical name is, is Ferula asafoetida. And what they do is they score it, not quite like uh, tapping rubber, but they score the plant right down near the base and a latex sort of um, gooey sap 
comes out, and that is actually what they collect. And the sap sort of tends to go a little bit firm, uh, and it does have a very strong smell. It's a little bit difficult to use. So in most cases, people will buy asafoetida powder. And what happens is the powder that we have, we have compounded with rice flour. And then what that does is that makes it easy to use. So it's free-flowing and you can easily add a pinch or eighth of a teaspoon or whatever to the dish that you're making. Um, and that's the easiest way to use it. Using it in the sort of the resinous form is a little bit harder and it's and it's very strong. But that's what it is. It's, uh, it's tapped from a type of giant fennel, which... Uh, Grows very much in um, Afghanistan. Okay, so it likes yeah. hot, hot, dry conditions. I, yes. I was just wondering, with your spice kit, would it cover all or most of the recipes in Christine Manfield's Indian cooking class book? It would cover most of the ones that may not be so readily available. So we don't include things like ground cumin, ground coriander, ground fennel, um, all those things that people can get pretty readily available. But people will often find it hard to get things like the Ajuan seed and the asafoetida and the black salt and the fenugreek leaves and the kokum. Uh, so we've, we've put in those ones that you're just not going to be able to go into your local store or supermarket and easily get. Well, that certainly is a great festive addition to uh, all the spices that one might have in the in the kitchen. That's right, and they're very useful for other things too. So you know that naturally most of them are used mostly in Indian cooking, but something like the gunpowder spice blend, um, which has got chili and coriander seed and some chickpea flour and ground ginger and black pepper and and green mango powder, uh, that's just lovely to sprinkle on you know your scrambled eggs um it's just a lovely uh spice blend with a with a bit of a chili kick but it's not a blisteringly hot chili kick it's a chili kick with a fair bit of flavor back behind that heat oh it sounds good so it really makes spices up your potatoes which can be boring sometimes yeah that's right potatoes need never be boring you know if you're roasting them a little bit of spice on the, you know the the potatoes that have been oiled and put in the oven or sprinkled on your mashed potato whatever uh, very easy to give them a lift. <laughs> well, once again, Ian, it's been really informative chatting with you about Indian cooking class by Christine Manville. Thank you. Thanks, Marion.